Hi, this is Andrea Gabriel. I play Nadia on Lost, and I will be the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. This is Dave Cross, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 103 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that brings you the latest on upcoming movies, remakes, sequels, and movie and TVD DVD releases, plus our interview segment. And this week, we have a double shot for you. We have two guests coming your way. This week, our first guest is Andrea Gabriel, who plays Nadia on Lost. And we'll talk about her part on Lost ever since it started. And yeah, we can even talk about, uh, you know, if we can expect to see her on the show again before the ending of the show, which is coming up uh, not too long from now. But uh, she'll talk about that. It's coming up. I hope you'll stick around for that. And then we have a second guest. This week's second guest is a rising comedian, Deva Krause. And she has a new comedy CD coming out. And it's called The Child of the 80s. It's a very funny CD. you got to really hear this. And uh, if you got a chance, go out and get it. And that's all coming up in the next few minutes on our interview segment right here on On Screen to Beyond. Right now, let's check out upcoming and Ruben remakes in Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, Gilligan's Island, which has long been rumored to be in the works, is back in the news and looking for a possible 2011 release. And they're currently pitching Rounders 2, starring Matt Damon, and uh, they would like to have that one come out in 2012. And a new version of the 1981 film Heavy Metal is in development and uh, currently it's right there in the development stage, so there's not too much to tell you about it. But Jack Black is said to be attached with it, and it too has a possible 2012 release. That's it for remakes. Coming up next, rumored and upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, as far as upcoming movies, it looks like a film called In the Beginning. It's about Adam and Eve living in the Garden of Eden, and it's currently in development. It's looking for a 2012 release, and a new film called Suing the Devil. is. Uh, it's about a down-and-out law student who sues Satan for $20 trillion, and Satan shows up for the trial of the century. And it looks like Corbin Burnson is in the cast, and it's listed for a January 21st 2011 release and a documentary called raising hell the visions of clive baker is in the works and look for a 2011 release on that one that's about it for upcoming movies next taking you down to sequel city to find out what's coming away is possible sequels right here on on screen and beyond 
Well, Sequel City, this one's not really a sequel, but Titanic may be headed for a re-release in 2012, this time in 3D. So they're just going to take the Titanic movie and make it into 3D and put it back out there. So it's not really a remake or anything. Same character, same everything, same story, just going to be in 3D. And we talked about this one before, but it looks like Police Academy 8 is in development. It is currently in the scripting stage right now. And it has a projected 2011 release, and they are currently pitching Zoolander 2 with Ben Stiller as the model Derek Zoolander. And Jonah Hill is rumored to also be in the cast. Look for a 2012 release on that one. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? And TV on DVD, April 13th, look for The Oregon Trail, starring Rod Taylor to come to DVD with 21-hour shows on six DVDs. And on June 29th, the Sci-Fi Channel's Warehouse 13, Season 1, comes to DVD. It's loaded with extras, and it includes a gag reel and uh, deleted scenes and so much more. It's a good show. Check that one out. And finally, on July 6th, Rhoda Season 3 arrives on DVD in a four-disc set. That's about it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen to Be On, movies coming out on DVD. Movies coming out on DVD on April 20th, The Lovely Bones comes to DVD and Blu-ray. And on April 20th also, Sean Patrick Flannery stars in Deadly Impact on DVD. Flannery stars as an FBI agent who is after a mad assassin. And on May 18th, look for When in Rome as it arrives on DVD and Blu-ray. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have our guests. Two, that's guests it's uh andrea gabriel who was nadia in lost or is nadia in lost and we're going to talk about lost the the final season how she began on it the whole works it's coming up next and also we'll be talking to deva kraus who has a new comedy cd out and uh, it's, it's a riot i've heard it and it's, it's really funny and she's going to be talking about that and all sorts of things it's coming up right here on on screen and beyond Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress from one of television's most intriguing and confusing shows. It's Lost. To millions of fans to the show, she is known as Nadia. It's Andrea Gabriel, and welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Andrea. Hello, how are you doing? Good, you? I'm great, thanks. Well, Andrea, it, it's so nice to have you on the show. Uh, how does it feel to be associated with a hit show like Lost? It's an honor. It's just it's it's just been a throw and a blessing for for six years. Um, I when I was first involved with it, I I knew that it was it had quite a little bit of buzz about it. <laughs> it was season one back in the day, and um and it's just it's just become such a such a a huge a huge tidal wave in our in our culture, and it's really it's really thrilling to be a part of something like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost too bad to see it end. That's the <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, as, as they said, Sex in the City, I know I just mentioned Sex in the City, but they did say, you know, um, it was the creator of that who said you don't want to be the last one to leave the party. So it's good to go out on an upswing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and now, when when you go out, are you recognized by, you know, people on the street and they say, oh, look, it's Nadia. Never. <laughs> really? Never? Never. And I'm really bummed about that. Wow. Because <laughs> it's really thrilling. I've, I've, been, I've been recognized maybe, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've been recognized. Because I just, I'm, I'm very different, obviously, than the mm. character. I'm accent-free. And right. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I just have a very different way of carrying myself, um... And I, I guess people people usually think they went to school with me, or they went to college with me, or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they very rarely associate me with that character. Yeah, so, you know, it's 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 a shame. So yeah. if you see me, please let me know you recognize me. <laughs> I like that. It's funny. I I, I interviewed. Um, I, I don't know if you know Art Lafleur. He was in. Um, uh, the Santa Claus movies, he played the Tooth Fairy. And anyway, and he said the same thing. He says, nobody remembers him by name. They just say, wasn't I uh, in school with you and you were my gym coach or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just think they know you. They just, they feel familiar with you, but they don't know why. Right, yeah. yeah. Or do you come in here often? <laughs> you know, if it's a restaurant or a bar, like, you've been in here before, right? <laughs> I'm uh, like, yeah, in the burka, as a matter of fact. Now, with with Lost, how did that role come about? What's the story behind how you got the part? It was just completely normal. Um, my my agent called me with the audition, and I went in. And um, I don't know. I was I was very excited when I got the script because it was just it was it was an intense scene. It was actually the interrogation scene mm-hmm. from season one, and so I was very excited with the scene because I knew that you know it was it was going to be it was going to be a meaty character. And then, um, and then I just went in and I read. I it was very lucky when you go on an audition, you can either go do a pre-read, which means you read for the casting person, and if they like you, then they call you back and you read for the producers. And in this case, you know, or you can just get called right into a producer session, which is my favorite because <laughs> you only have to go in once, and right. you know, you don't have to think about it for too long. Um, and you know very quickly if you get it or not. And I, uh, I went in and I read. And I think at the table, I, I now can associate the names with the faces. I think, I think Damon was there. I think David Fury was definitely there, who wrote the episode, who was a writer at the time on the show. Now he's on Twenty Four. Um, who else was there? Um, I think Brian Burke was there, who's one of the producers on the show, mm-hmm. and um, it was just—it was in the very beginning, and it was season one, so there was there was a great table there. I wish I had known who they were at the time. <laughs> it was very exciting to have them all there. And then um, I went home and got a call from my agent a few hours later, just saying, you know, don't leave the country anytime in the next couple of days. <laughs> and um, and then two days later, I, I got the part. It wow. was very exciting. Yeah. Now, when you got the part. Did you know at that point that you were going to be on, you know, each season, or oh, was it just? No. A, did you think it was a one-time shot? Yeah, it, it was a guest-starring role. It wasn't. It wasn't an arc. It wasn't a recurring because back then they didn't have recurring as a description next to the characters. It was basically they they really didn't know what 
what was what was going to happen with this show. So mm-hmm. it might. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cute to imagine it now, but they didn't know if the show was going to last one season. Right. Yeah. You know, let alone a full season. Yeah. So obviously it did, and <laughs> so they. It was kind of a surprise to me and a, and a thrill when they when they had me back several several recurring times. In fact, you're one of the. What was it? Is it one of four people? Yes. Who, who's been on every season, every in every season of the yeah, show? Yeah, I'm one of um, four guest stars who has appeared in every season. Hmm. Yeah, it's a small club. It's me. It's Ro- I'm going to say the characters' right. names because yeah. I'll probably blank on the on the real actors. But no disrespect. <laughs> it's me. It's Rose. It's Christian Shepherd, and the last one. Oh, and Lillian Hurst, who plays Carmen Reyes, who's who's um, who's Hurley's mom. Ah, okay. I know. I don't know if she's on it this season, but I, 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 I believe. I, I bet she is. She's yeah. a doll. She's so cute. Yeah. yeah. So, is it fun working on that on the set when you're doing your part? Um. Yeah. It's it's a blast. It's a blast. It's always been so much fun. It's it's fun to feel like I'm I'm a I'm a part of this show. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of makes you feel like a six-year senior. Well, I mean, not that I've, I've been on the show so much, but you, you do sort of carve out a little space for yourself, and when you come back, people, people, you know, they recognize that, and they sort of, they, they give you props. It's nice. <laughs> so you go out to Hawaii when, when you film? Yep. Yep, so that, that's hard to take, huh? <laughs> it's a hard life. It's so, yeah. It's like, oh, man, really? No. It's, it's, that's that's part of the fun. You know that you're gonna have to hire a cat sitter. <laughs> <laughs> so each season, when uh, do they call you each season and say, okay, we we need you for a part, or is it like, okay, well, we're gonna need you this year and next year? Or... Oh no, they just call for the for the episode. It's per episode. Per episode. Yeah, so they'll let you know. Maybe I think usually when they when they start writing the episode, I think that if they anticipate they're gonna be using you, then. They uh they they do what's called they put a pin in you, and that means that basically maybe a, a a period of two weeks. Let us know if you get another job or I don't know if you if you uh, if you commit a crime. I mean just let us know <laughs> if you're not going to be available in this two week period. And then you get closer and closer to the two weeks. They usually give you the two weeks maybe at, at most three or four weeks in advance. I've gotten the two weeks as early as two weeks in advance, and then um, and then they just actually book you when they have the actual script and they have the uh, they have the shooting schedule, and then they know when they're going to have you come out. So that's when you get your actual booking. So that's as much notice as I get. Wow! Yeah. Now, when you go out there, um, are you? Depending, I know depending on where the scene is being filmed, but are you on a certain island? Uh, yeah, we're on Oahu. Everything they shoot everything is, is on Oahu. Yeah, everything's on Oahu except I think at one point, and this is only because I just know some trivia about the show. Yeah. I think at one point they filmed some stuff in in England in, in London because um, Charles Widmore was doing spam a lot. <laughs> they uh, he couldn't get out of it, so they just filmed a couple of scenes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there there are maybe one or two things because I I know the the guy who plays Marvin Candle, and I know that some of the stuff he did for the Dharma videos that was done on the Disney lot. But other than other than that, everything, every place that they have to recreate is is all in Oahu. Mm-hmm. 
And just the, the, the brilliant minds of the set decorators. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this is probably a bad question to ask, but uh, uh, are, are you a fan who watches the show constantly? Are you, or are you TiVoing it, or you just you, you do <laughs> your part? I do watch it. I probably, I probably lagged a little bit, maybe in like season two or three, um, just because I, I, you know, other other things in my life kind of right. kind of took precedence. But um, I've been pretty faithful for. I, I mean, it was season three, and I might have lagged, but season one and two, and then uh, four on. I've been, I've been pretty on the ball <laughs> now a lot of actors and actresses i talk to uh they don't like to see their performance does it bother you to watch your performance i always do but i always think i could have done it better <laughs> or differently there's i mean i never i never watch it and think oh yeah that's that's it that's just the, that's the ticket i never never think that and that's one of the beautiful things about film and it's one of the worst things about film because I used to only do theater when I was living in New York. Yeah. And it was very frustrating that you didn't have the performances to keep and to show other people. Like, if you just did the best performance that night, you just kind of wanted to say to every single person in the audience, okay, go, go tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but in this case, you do have the footage and you have the proof and you can show it to people, but... You can always, if you watch it and you're a perfectionist, which I kind of am, you, you always think you could have done it better. Yeah, yeah. That's the trouble, though. You, you probably would never feel it was perfect. You, you, you know, you... Oh, God forbid you should. I mean, I'd be scared if someone thinks that what they did is perfect. There are some things I did where I think, oh, gee, really cool that they caught that on tape. But yeah. <laughs> I'm never like, uh, yeah, just sit back and smoke a cigar, you know? <laughs> never quite there with it. Uh, now, maybe you can't tell us anything about this, and, and you know, if you can't, just that's fine. But um, I know you were on uh, two, weeks, what, two weeks ago, I think it was, uh, yeah. on the episode. Um, any chance we're going to see another episode between now and the end of the series? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I know I'm terrible. No, I, I realize you probably can't say anything, you know, for because they'll have somebody come and <laughs> take yeah, you away. I, yeah, they 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 assign everyone a a, a Disney guard, and yeah. they and they we have to keep him in the closet and feed him minimally. <laughs> he will open a can of it if we uh, if we step out of bounds. <laughs> but but this show has. It jumps around so much. If if you don't watch everything, you can be you can be lost. Oh yeah, no, I'm all, I'm already lost, and I'm and I'm pretty and I'm pretty I'm pretty dedicated to it. And there are some some things where I'm like, no, what? <laughs> and then there's also time travel is so yeah. confusing. <laughs> well, no you, matter you, what it's in. You were alive, then you were dead, and now you're back. And, and it's like, wait a second, now, if they never did that, then what is this? And now there's, like, and this isn't even time travel, this is multiple dimensions, which right. is a whole other <laughs> side of the coin of sci-fi that, you know, very, very few, very few shows play with. Yeah. So it's very cool that they're they're going into that. Oh, yeah, but it makes for an interesting show. I think it's, I think multiple dimensions are fascinating. That's my geek coming out. I think that's very fascinating. Like you say, nobody has really touched it. You know, I mean, there's a couple of movies that might have, you know, dug into that a little bit, but uh, not too often do you see somebody 
going in that direction. And, and this one sideways. Is, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's just uh, there's so many different things and twists and turns, and and you know you miss one episode, and the next week it's like. Oh, what, what's going on here? I know. Have you ever read uh, Greg Braden's stuff? No. Okay, he's just a kind of new agey writer, and mm-hmm. he he talks about multiple dimensions. And wow. It's very interesting, and he thinks that you know the the dimension that takes the, the the reality that takes the least amount of energy to sustain is the one that most of them collapse into, but that there are several realities going on at the same time. So it's like it's very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> Didn't know I was talking to a geek. <laughs> no, no, I, I enjoy, I mean, shows like this and, um, you know, you know, any of those sci-fi shows, I, I enjoy. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to see all of them all of the time, so I, I'm, I'm recording a lot and then catching up on things. But right. uh, uh, I, I really enjoy the show, and uh, it's, uh, you know, your performance is always, you know, it, it's so good that you're... Oh, thanks. You know, Stepping away from the uh, lost for a moment, how did you actually become uh, involved or, or interested in um, acting? I know your parents are, are part of that. I assume. Yeah, they they were they were on soap operas when I was growing up, and so I think I've mentioned before that I I just believed that you could be one of two things: you could either be an actor or you could be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that even if you were a doctor or you were a lawyer or a policeman or whatever, that was like your bartending job. <laughs> and then you were an actor, really. Like, you know, that was your survival job. And then, uh, you know, because I, I thought my pediatrician, you know, was going on auditions and her <laughs> downtime. <laughs> but then I realized that, you know, there is more than two careers. But at that point, I, you know, I wasn't really interested in any other ones anyway. But I was, I had no interest in politics. And I was also like, well, those those guys get shot at. So let's be an actor. <laughs> There again, they're a lot like actors too. I mean, they they're acting a lot. Well, they're, they're more actors than actors, right? <laughs> you know, talk about trying to sell tickets. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they've got the most expensive tickets to sell. That's for sure. Yeah. Gee. Uh, so, um, when you were young, uh, did your parents influence you to to go into acting? Um, no. <laughs> um, I think when I was very young, my father would have loved it had I had I shown up and, and wanted to be a brain surgeon. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I think he realizes that there was, there was a very slight chance of that happening since I was growing up around all this, you know, all this drama. Right, yeah. But he... Uh, <laughs> He would have he would have loved that and 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 of course when you're when you're a kid I think it takes a certain a certain kind of chutzpah for uh, for for someone to believe they can be an actor and and then actually uh, do it you know actually take the classes and uh, and actually show up and do the work and once he saw me doing that. Then he got behind me because at first he just thought that, oh, yeah, who doesn't want to be an actor because it looks easy and it looks fun. And then once he realized that, that I was willing to, to put in some, some, some blood, sweat, and tears on it, then, <laughs> of course, then it, then it made sense to him. But I also said to him, you know, if I, wanted, if I wanted to be a lawyer and you were a lawyer, you'd be probably trying to convince me how hard that, that is and what a difficult way of life that is, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because yeah. you know how hard it is. Yeah. But if, actually, 
<laughs> That's not true. I think everyone would not be happy if their kid wanted to be an actor. <laughs> I don't think a lawyer would be applauding his son's decision. <laughs> so I take that all back. <laughs> now, uh, just in case our listeners don't know uh, who your parents are, can you can you let us know who your parents are? Yeah, they're they... John and Sandy Gabriel. My father was on Ryan's Hope for many, many, many years, and mm. my mother was on All My Children yeah. for... Um, for several, I think she had she had two runs on the show. One, one for like two years, and then one for maybe three years or something like that. Hmm. It's all foggy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was your first acting job? Oh wow! You mean professional or just acting job? No, I mean on a TV show or something like oh, that. Oh, on a TV show. Well, I did. I did a lot of just very, very small bit stuff in New York. I was mostly doing theater in New York, but you know, like I was, I was, I was doing skits on Saturday Night Live or, or Conan oh, really? O'Brien, or uh, you know, I was a day player on All My Children, of course, because <laughs> I got to just hang out with my mom and her friends all day. <laughs> but I was just a kid, and then. Um, Oh, I mean, my my first my first real job I always consider once I came out here, and um, and I guess that would be Jack. No, that would be Strong Medicine. I was on Strong Medicine first. I, I guess sir. <laughs> I was playing a a Philadelphia uh, teenager. Yeah, just Italian. Hmm. So, being in front of the camera never bothered you. You don't get you nervous. Or well, anything. I had to learn some terminology because I didn't coming from theater. I didn't know what things meant (laughs) people would say okay back to one and i'd kind of have to lean over to somebody and be like no that means what (laughs) back to one means back to like your first position so Mm -hmm. where the scene started from that's back to one and you don't use those terms on stage or Uh. they'll you know they'll be talking about coverage and then all of a sudden, everyone would be taking apart the lights and placing them somewhere else, and I'd have to lean over to like the makeup person and say, "Now, what are they doing? <laughs> are we done?" <laughs> They're like, "No, now they have to shoot the other guy." And oh, okay. <laughs> it was all just kind of learning through experience. Yeah. Now, uh, stage or film and TV? Is there a preference for you, or? Wow. Um. I guess it really depends on the production. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the production. I love doing Lost. That was just fabulous. Um, you know, I think I think it depends on on the people that they assemble together. And then there are some plays that are just, <laughs> you know, the Muppet Show basically. <laughs> and then there are other plays where it's just like everybody is is a family. I think it all has to do with the people. But an actual medium. I gotta say, right now, I'm pretty, I'm pretty in love with, uh, with film. Yeah. I'm pretty in love with film and television, just because it's so intimate, and it's kind of a, a nice change of pace from from what I was doing before. So, mm-hmm. for right now. Okay, and uh, I want to finish up with just a couple more questions here. Sure. Um, your favorite TV shows. We're gonna step away from everything here. Your personal favorite TV shows of all time. What okay. do you enjoy? Oh, Sex in the City. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> I just really love this. I, I'm also from New York, so. Yeah. Kind of represents the time period. Um, other favorite series. Um, I thought that Six Feet Under was awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like I'm just watching cable. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Lost. 
I'm not like in that. I'm not biased about that. I just think that that was the, the best, the best first season of any show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and and then you know continuing seasons, but this really blew me away. Um, and is there another one? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm like no. <laughs> That's about it. Those are the only ones that I would that I would not miss. Okay. How about movies? Ooh. What are your favorite movies? Well, I have my 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 geek collection. So ones that just totally. I'm The Dark Crystal, The mm-hmm. Karate Kid, yeah. um, and uh, 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 what else? I might have to say, um, I might have to say the Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? You know, just because I think, I think that Jim Henson was God. I think that Jim Henson and, and John Lennon were kind of the same person. They're my two biggest bearded her- heroes that we lost too soon. Yeah, yeah. I just love both of them. Hmm. Now, one more question, and uh, music. What, what is your, the type of music that you enjoy? I'm so crazy eclectic. I like everything. Um, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the most recent stuff. So I'm kind of an old lady when it comes to that. <laughs> I really don't know what the kids are listening to. But <laughs> I like show tunes. I know. I'm such a geek. I like show tunes. Um, I like uh, I, the, the female artists. From maybe uh, from from my my extreme youth, like maybe Tori Amos and Anita Franco and uh, and Sarah McLaughlin and um, I really like Jewel just because she she hit me at a moment when I really needed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Tori Amos, I think that she's 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 a genius. She's Jim Henson. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she doesn't look like him, but. <laughs> no, nor does she look like. Oh, and I, I mean, and I, I love, I love Beatles. I love classic rock from from the from the sixties and yeah. the early seventies. That's that's also. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned John Lennon, that just threw into my mind. Okay, what do you like for music then? <laughs> yeah. No, I love I love classic rock, and I also I also love some eighties. I don't love the really poppy ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah. like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a big Lionel Richie fan you know I don't like the light sort of I don't know I, I don't and I hate Susudio oh my god <laughs> <laughs> if that comes on I have to leave the room but I love Phil Collins so you know it's just it's it's it's, a, it's maybe it's hormonal I yeah. don't know <laughs> <laughs> well Andrea I, I appreciate you taking the time it's been a lot of fun yeah definitely and uh, uh, thank you so much for doing this you're very welcome thanks for having me When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest on Screen and Beyond has been a regular part of the L.A. comedy scene, including the Improv, the Ice House, 
The Laugh Factory. She has a new CD coming out. It's called Child of the 80s. It's Deva Krause. Deva, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you for having me. Actually, the CD is out. It is out. Okay. Yeah, it snuck out. Ah, because the, the uh, information I had was that it was coming out on April 1st. It, that was the official release date, but then I got a call from my label yesterday, and they said, we're live. Ah, they I sneak, said, okay, great. <laughs> sneak them out early sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so it's available now on iTunes and Amazon. Great, great. And I, I've had a chance to listen to it. It is a riot. Oh, thank you. It is really funny, especially somebody, uh, I mean, it's good for everybody, but uh, somebody who's from the 80s, uh, uh-huh. there's a lot of things, like your, your opening song. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of little things about the 80s in there that say, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a child of the 80s. <laughs> My mom had the big bangs and the big hair and dressed me in little outfits. Do you write all your material? I do. Yes. You do, yeah. You have a very good voice. Oh, thanks. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I started out kind of wanting to be like a musical theater person, um, and no one really told me that I wasn't an ingenue. No one kind of pulled me aside and was like, you should probably try to do the funny parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't succeed in the musical theater uh, arena um, when I was, was younger. I just, I just didn't have my way. I didn't know my way. I didn't know myself. You know, it's kind of like on American Idol when it's like, that song was all wrong for you. And that <laughs> was kind of me. And then I kind of found comedy and I found stand-up. I started doing stand-up. I love stand-up. And um, it was like the right format. And then I just, I just started saying, well, this is, this, this is the right song for me, the songs that I write, the songs that I come up with. So mm-hmm. it's been a blast to be able to, to sing on stage again. It's been really fun. And some of them, uh, some of the songs you do, it sort of reminds me of uh, Phoebe from Fa- Friends when she oh, was singing. You. <laughs> you know, some of them are just ramblings about things from your life, and it's funny. It is, yeah. I do, I do tend to ramble, and, uh, you know, some songs have more meaning than others, and some are just completely ridiculous. <laughs> so it's kind of a mix. You know, I like to have fun. Yeah. And um, now, I like the way you mixed yeah, some of your comedy, live comedy bits in there with oh, your thanks. songs. That, that's a, a nice little way to do it. Yeah, um, I recorded the songs in studio because I wanted to have can, uh, like a like a band and have backup and guitar and um, all that kind of good stuff. And then I just um, I thought the jokes in the studio would kind of be funny mm-hmm. <laughs> without kind of any sort of audience reaction. So I took it from one of my shows, and I could have done the the live music stuff too, but it's a different quality. Definitely having the the band there. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, and having you know the studio, and then that way they're actually like decent songs that sound decent that you can download by themselves and i mean live live recordings are always fun but you know this, yeah. for this record this is what i wanted to do oh yeah it's it's it it gives it a different sound than rather you know like you say in the in the uh the comedy club or wherever you were doing them and uh it's it, uh and some of them it was like because i expected you know you know you hear a comedian they're doing songs and i expected all the songs to be done live in the comedy club yeah. But when I heard these, it was like, wow, that's that's got a good beat to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were. Fun. I did do them in clubs, and I do do them in clubs live. But mm-hmm. I just have this, you know, I have a, a um, one of my good friends who plays keys, and um, I found this studio. It was Fourth Street Fourth Street Recording Studios in Santa Monica, where I recorded it. And I met the woman um, again through my friend. She's a singer songwriter named Lauren Pardini, and. Um, I met this woman, and she owned this little cool studio um, right in Santa Monica, and it just had such a hippy-dippy little vibe. And she was like, oh, we've never done a comedy album. And it was just like, yeah, let's do this. This is going to be fun. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. And one of the, my favorites, 
that you did on there was the uh, the melody of impressions. Ah, uh, thank you. From the female singers, and and you know, you sound like them. <laughs> oh, thanks. It, it, uh, it yeah, was funny. Yeah, I've uh, I have what, what people call a gummy face sometimes, where I can I, I just I've just had a knack for being able to catch people's voices and kind of their their sound. So yeah, I thought I'd throw that on there for fun. Mm. Well, the Alanis Morissette, it, it it was like you know, it's almost like. You felt the songs that she was singing back then. <laughs> well, that's how you have to do it, though. I mean, I don't know how other people sort of do impersonations, but that's how I do it. It's like I really have to like. It's it's kind of it's funny. It's either like you have to kind of love someone or kind of hate someone, and they have to kind of get under your skin and get in your bones, and then mm-hmm. like figure out what it is that you know, figure out what it is that either makes you love them or hate them, and then once that's sort of under your skin, it just kind of it just kind of comes out. <laughs> Well, you, like I say, you, you did those. They were very good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, were you the class clown when you were younger? I was. I, you know, I went to an all-girls school. I, there was thirty girls in my graduating class. I went to the same. I went to the same school with the same girls for approximately the same girls for thirteen years. So, yeah, I mean, I was sort of the funny one. Um and. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was that was kind of my role. I was always sort of the I was the head of the drama club, and I was always the big theater nerd, like forever. So, yeah, there were definitely uh, other funny people, but I, I was known for sort of you know saying things in the middle of class that were kind of you know oddly worded and and random. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the kind of class clown you mean. Then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I noticed on your, your your bio that you you studied at the Second City Conservatory and the Improv Olympic Training Center. Now. What do you do at those places? <laughs> I know, it's weird to study improv. Um, it's just a lot of repetition. It's a lot of class. It's a lot of doing improv and saying, like, why did that work? Why didn't that work? Like, what might you have done? What could have maybe helped you? Improv is sort of bizarre to me. Um, I'm not very good at it. I just, I mean, I'm good at it in a scene, but I, I, it's not sort of something that I'm interested in, just kind of getting up out of nowhere with, like, and just being like, give me a relationship, give me a location, you know, it's like I'm not kind of into that sort of thing, but it was a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we did some sketch, too, and some character development, which has definitely helped me in my stand-up, and um, it was, it was. I learned, I met so many people who are out here in Los Angeles now, and who are actors and comedians and mm-hmm. still doing improv, so in that way, I think that was really the most valuable, I met, like, a whole sort of class of up-and-coming people that I, I still know out here now in L.A. Yeah. Now, you also worked in the Laugh Factory with uh, Tom Arnold's Laughing with the Stars. Uh, did you actually work with Tom Arnold? Oh, yeah. He does every show. He's the host. He's fantastic. He's a great guy. He's really likable. Um, his fiance grew up 10 minutes from where I grew up um, in Philadelphia, so we, we totally get along. And hmm. um, He's a good guy. I'll be doing it again, I think, in May. Um, he's been out of town for a while doing road gigs and... Um, huh. His kind of stand-up is fun. It's it's a lot of storytelling, you know. But he's he's a good guy, and he knows how to bring people together to have a good time. So. Mm-hmm. Now, can people go to your website to find out when you're performing, where you're performing, and things Absolutely. like that? Absolutely, there's a calendar uh, on the website, and of course, you can always download my album at iTunes and Amazon, and they can follow me at Twitter at, at Dava Kraus, and I'm on Facebook and MySpace. And um, if you join my um, mailing list on my website, then you will get. Yeah, it's like weekly maybe emails about like where and when I'll be playing. Yeah, and, and now what what is your, your website? It's davacrouse.com. There you go. Name. Okay, yeah. and we'll be sure to put a link on our site so people can go to it. Fantastic. And uh, I, just a couple, you got a couple more minutes? Oh, sure, here? a few more minutes, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to uh, uh, ask you about your recurring role on, on House. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, how, how is it uh, getting, how did you come about getting that part? Um, I just, uh, I booked a, a one-liner, and um, they liked me, so they kept bringing me back. And the last episode I shot, uh, it's going to be airing on Monday, March 22nd, and it was actually uh, Hugh Laurie's directorial debut. Oh. So he was directing the episode, and we just had so much fun. We just improvised a lot, and... Um, but improvise within the scene, you see. Not yep. improvise, like, give me a location, give me a chair. Okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had so much fun, and um, it was a long shoot, but it was great. So that's going to air on Monday, and hopefully they keep bringing me back. So is your ultimate goal to work into uh, getting on TV regular? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to emulate the career of, like, a Brian Posehn or a Patton Oswalt. You know, there's someone, they, you know, they're in movies, they're in television, mm-hmm. they have, you know, they've done many series regular roles but they continue to do stand-up and they you know they pack the the crowd with sort of their crowd and their little following and you know it's not so little it's it's a pretty you know right. awesome following and fan base and um i'd like to do something like that that would be i'd be very happy and be on broadway so if you have any connections <laughs> <laughs> one day i would like to have a part on broadway doing something where i'm singing and dancing and just acting silly and so yeah that would be great yeah. and you're also in um some web series I see. Oh, that's my friend Fia and I. Yeah, we wrote, um, we wrote and directed and starred in and did the props and did everything um, for this web series that we thought of. We um, inappropriate fairy tales, and um, all three of those are online at inappropriatefairytales.com, mm-hmm. which are there's a link on my website. And those are just absolutely silly. And we just did those because we were just having fun. We just were like, we want to play crazy characters and just write these crazy, crazy scripts. And that's what we did. We just had a blast. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fun. It seems like there's more and more web series coming out all the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people are on the computer all day. You know? Right. What are you going to do at work if you're not going to watch a web series? <laughs> uh, two more questions for you. Okay. Um, favorite TV shows? Oh, New World doesn't make any difference. Like all-time favorite, Cheers, um, uh, um, Growing Pains. Growing Pains is great, though, but um, Kevin Arnold, help me out. Growing... Uh, well, uh, Wonder Years? Wonder Years. Oh, my God, that was the greatest show ever. Uh-huh. Golden Girls, hilar- like, hilarious. Um, what I'm watching now is the Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. I really like Modern Family. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Sex and the City. I mean, I'm a chick. I'm sorry, but it's a good show. <laughs> It's an excellent show. <laughs> I've had other people say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea Gabriel, in fact, from yeah. uh, Law, said the same thing. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> and what about movies? What's your favorite movies? Oh, my gosh. Um, Waiting for Guffman. Maybe, like, favorite all-time movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sixteen Candles. Probably, like, I know every single line. I know the alternate scene that they didn't put in the video that they aired on television. <laughs> I know the lines to that. Now, th- th- this is a child of the 80s for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just Heather's, I mean, come on. And I heard they tried to make a musical of it, which is very upsetting, and I hope they didn't ruin it, but hmm. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened. See, that's what I would like to be in. See, if I could be in the Heather musical, mm-hmm. I would be the happiest person on the planet. <laughs> so if you could hook that up, that'd be great. I'll see what I can do. Okay. <laughs> Deva, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show, and we appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, I want to thank Andrea Gabrielle and David Krauss for joining us this week. And be sure to watch Lost over the next few weeks and months to see 
if Nadia returns once again. She couldn't really tell us because, you know, <laughs> all that sort of secrecy stuff around it. But uh, I'm sure we'll be probably seeing her again, I think. And uh, be sure to check out David Krause's new CD, the comedy CD, on iTunes and other music sites. It's really funny. Check it out. And, um, you know, I've been busy, 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 busy this week. I've got a lot of... Um, Guests lined up, and uh, some great guests will be coming your way in the next uh, month or so. And uh, keep listening. We'll let you know who it is, uh, or at least what shows they're from on our webpage, onscreenbeyond.com. I always have our little clues down at the bottom there to give you a hint of who's going to be upcoming on the show. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, be sure to send it to us at feedback at onscreenbeyond.com, and we'll make an attempt to contact them, and we'll see what we can do. And this past week, we've had a lot of great uh, suggestions that you've sent in, and we appreciate that, and we're going to be looking into those. So uh, go ahead and send us yours, and we'll see what we can do. So thanks for sending those in, and that's it for this week. Uh, until next week, this is Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>